Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Alright, let's pray. Let's get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders and miracles will take place at the teaching of your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Somebody say a good amen. amen. Okay, so this, it's still a whole lot in the subject of dreams and interpretation of dreams. But I, I want to wrap this up because this is the fourth part. So I want to deal with the purposes of dreams and interpretation of dreams. And I'm going to see how far we can go today. First of all, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says that the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear. So turn your Bibles with me. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And this is very important. Uh, please, if you are just... Joining us, uh, if this is the first part of this message you're listening to, the first three parts are available from our church office free. Just send a, a message, they'll send it to you on WhatsApp or check our website, and it'll be good to follow up. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, the New American Standard Bible says, King James says fear, but of power and love and discipline or sound mind. Now pay attention, fear is a spirit, and that's why I tell you that Whatever message you hear that puts fear in you is not the gospel. If, 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 you, if, you, if you finish hearing a message and you leave that place timid, afraid, you didn't hear the gospel. So fear is a spirit and God has not given us the spirit of fear. So uh, when, when God communicates to his children, he does not communicate fear. Even if it's a warning, he does not communicate fear. And please... Um, like we said in the first series, God is committed to guiding you. God is committed to guiding you. Okay? I'm going to go fast this morning because I want to finish. First John 4.18 says, Perfect love casts out fear. First John chapter 4 and verse 18. First John chapter 4 and verse 18. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love cast out fear. Why is he saying cast out? Because he's a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Right? But perfect love cast out fear because fear involves punishment or torment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. So if you know that God loves you, God is not going to use fear to instruct you. Are you still here? Say amen. amen. Alright. Now, Dreaming is important, but uh, just for the sake of those who are just joining us, we've talked about the three classes of dream. The first one is what? A God, right? God gives dreams. Second one is your soul, your activity, your business. Third one is the devil. And we found that from scripture, there is no verse in the scripture where the devil gave dreams. It's not a single verse. All the, dreams, all the dreams in Scripture were from what people were doing or God. So how do we know that the devil gives dreams? He uses your thought mind to eject fear. And once you accept that fear, it becomes a stronghold. Um, so I'll be going in between. I had have, I have this dream. I'll, I'll talk about it during interpretation. But I had this dream like twice, right? So um, I was eating purple in the dream. All right? And then police came and arrested me in the dream. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, why are they arresting me? That, I didn't do anything. It was just proper I was eating. So they arrested me and they took me away. So it happened again. So I got up. And just in my spirit, the Lord began to say, watch what you're feeding on. So I was thinking, what was I watching that I shouldn't watch? So I was just looking. Uh, is it focusing too much on the fuel that has gone up? Is it, what, what is it? Just, just watching because what that dream was simply telling me, because in that dream I said I didn't do anything. This was just what I was eating. And they arrested me because of what I was eating. 
information is a something, right? So the Spirit of God on my inside, remember I said, you must listen to the Holy Ghost. Say, check what you're feeding on. So because if I'm feeding on something I shouldn't be feeding on, it'll give a foothold to the enemy to take a hold of me. So I needed to check. Of course, I wasn't watching some very crazy stuff. Just something that could build on belief. Just some little stuff. Are you seeing how it works? So you realize that God can give dreams just in a way of direction. Alright? And we've said that dreams come through multitude of business. So I've told you about, you know, how I went to UK to go and hold our club captain and I've never traveled to, to London. It was because they were losing matches. That one has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with devil. It's just my love for Manchester United. Alright? I know Pastor's Day is coming next, uh, when is that now? Sometime in two weeks' time. Don't buy any jersey for me. <laughs> that, that don't, don't buy any jersey for me that is not, you know what, you understand? So that I will not send you packing. Genesis chapter 40. <laughs> Genesis chapter 40. Alright. Verse 8. Genesis 48. Genesis chapter 40 verse 8. Alright. Then they said to him, you know the story of Joseph. So we're talking about the purpose of dreams and interpretation. Alright. So then they said to him, we have had a dream, and there is no one to interpret. Then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell it to me, please. What did Joseph say to them? He says, Interpretations belong to who? God. So, and I'm going to go there. One of the things you have to be careful of is the people you tell your dreams. And the, reason I'm te- and the reason I'm teaching you this series is so you can interpret your own dreams. Because it's God that wants to talk to you. You are his child. If you tell ten people your dreams, they'll give you ten minutes. The truth of the matter is that God is not giving you dreams to share it with others. It is in rare cases where very... It is in rare cases people have the gift of interpretation of dreams. It's in rare cases. But averagely, when God communicates to you... If you would spend some time and look on the inside, the meaning of your dream will come. But most times we are so much in a hurry, we don't even pray about it, we don't even write it. We are so much in a hurry and you tell this one, say, this is what I dream. Say, hey, hey. <laughs> you try this then, And before you know, ten people have given you ten. You've got to be careful because if you get your dream interpretation wrong, your action will be wrong, your expectation will be wrong, your manifestations will be wrong. Are you following this now? And that's why I'm even teaching you this. I'm not teaching you this so you bring your dreams to me. I'm teaching you this so you understand how to engage the process. So, Joseph said something very clearly here. He says, interpretations belong to God. Which means that if I want to interpret my dream, who is going to be the source of interpretation? God. Not my grandmother. God. Okay? Now, so let's look at the purposes of dreams first, then we can talk about the interpretation. The purposes of dreams. Job chapter 33, our key scripture. Job 33. Job chapter 33 and verse 14. Job 33 and verse 14 to 18. Now, we're going to read this very carefully. You're going to follow it now. Purpose of dreams. Indeed, God speaks once. Who is speaking here now? God. Now, when we talk about interpretation of dreams, we are now zeroing on God-given dreams. So, we are not talking about soulish dreams now. We are not talking about dreams from the devil. We are talking about God-given dreams now because it's only the dreams that God gives that God will give the interpretation. God is not going to interpret my going to Carrington to hold a captain. I mean, what is his business? Do you understand that? God is not angry that my team lost. So God is not going to give me the interpretation. So when you talk about the interpretation of a dream, you have to first of all understand that this dream now has to be God communicating with you. So he says, God speaks once. 
or twice, yet no one does what? Notices it. Everybody say notice. Notice would mean that you are paying careful attention. You're observing. So I have a dream and I, oh well, I think that's God speaking to me. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention to that dream. Okay? So I've always said this. You would have different characters. They have heavy dreamers. Um, they are medium scale dreamers and they are People who dream once in a while. Of course, your mind is not going to be empty, but um, your God-given God dreams. So, if you, if you dream a lot, especially about other people, one of, the things that, 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 one of the things that God really wants to use you for is intercession. Okay, so you, you dream a lot. I don't dream a lot about other people. If I dream about you, God is really, really, really speaking to me about it. I don't dream about other people. Right? Most times, you, God does not give you dreams about other people. It's your thoughts about other people that infuses those dreams into you. But if God is giving you dreams consistently about others, what happens is that he's calling you into intercession. And so he shows you stuff and you go into prayers for them. And most times, it happens when you have a bit of authority over a lot of people. So maybe like a pastor. Uh, pastor Mary is... She, she, she has quite a lot of dreams because of your sphere of influence. You see, you see, God wants you to mind your business in this life. You must learn it. Did I just say something? What did I say? God wants you eh, to mind your business in this life. Then you must learn it. So, he's not going to now be telling you about somebody else's life when your whole life has not finished. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every time you dream, you are seeing somebody. Every time you dream, you are seeing somebody. What about you? So, if God is communicating to you, what does God want to? He's communicating to you about yourself. That's very important. Okay. So, next verse. Verse 15. In a dream... A vision of the night, when sound sleep falls on men, when they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men. How is he opening the ears of men through dreams and seals their instruction? That he, that he may turn man aside from his conduct. So if I say that he, it tells me the purpose of everything we've read before. Am I correct? All right. So the first thing, the f- well, let's just finish that verse. That he may turn man aside from his conduct and keep man from pride. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from passing into shore. Alright? Now, the first thing God does is that he seals their instruction. The Hebrew word here for instruction means an admonition or some form of direction. That's verse, that's verse what now? Verse 16. He seals their instruction. He gives admonition. Just like the dream I related to you now. Just an admonition to check what you're feeding on. Just check what you're, you're paying attention to. Because you're feeding yourself. And if you feed yourself the wrong information, you create a foothold for the enemy to come into your life. And so, that's an admonition. That's silly instruction. That's silly instruction. Every time God wants to take me to a new phase in ministry, open setting doors for me, I always find out that probably I'm writing exams. You know, I write exams. So I check my score. Sometimes I'm doing 30, 40. You know, once I see that my score is low, I just go for a bit of retreat. Spend some time more praying. Spend some time reading. Just, you, you just set my spirit on what to do to build my capacity. That's silly instruction. That's silly instruction. You know, those dreams can come repeatedly. And when I pass that exam, I know that I've hit the, the marker that God wants me to hit. I have said it before. Dreams are not the primary way God leads. God leads through the inward witness, but dreams are some of the strategic ways by which God leads. So, just want to say that in case it's the first time you're listening to me. Number two, the second purpose of a dream for God is to turn people from their own direction to the direction of God. He said that he may turn man aside from his conduct. So, God wants to turn people aside from their conduct. And I'm going to give you scriptures for this. For instance, we talked about it. When Joseph was thinking of... Um, separating from Mary, what happened? God gave him a dream to turn him aside. So sometimes God gives you a dream to turn you. The truth of the matter is, if you would fellowship with the Lord, he would have spoken to you about a lot of things. It's just that Job said, we don't notice. We don't notice. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you here? 
Say amen if you're here. Alright. So to turn you, right, that he may withdraw man from his purpose. The second thing is to cut off pride from him. Pride. The Amplified says, disgusting him with his own disappointing self-sufficiency. So sometimes a dream comes to cut you off from your own pride. Just God wants to look at that. That he may withdraw man from his purpose. That's from man's purpose. And cut off pride from him. Disgusting him with his own disappointing self-sufficiency. So when dreams come, God wants to pull you. Pull you from your own pride. Right? Certain things happen in the dream. God just wants to, hey, 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 be careful. Be careful now. Just like the dream I just related to you that I had. You know, I can just go and say, nothing is purple. And before you know, I just, right? I remember the time the Lord kind of, well, as you see, in my spirit, I stopped watching, you know, you know sometimes on social media and those comedy comes. And then the Lord began to say, you know what, this comedy? I mean, it was a Christian guy who started it. A great guy. But then the Lord said, hey, it's okay. Because the comedy is always talking about women. Right? The guy wants to do something, a woman passed, he's distracted. And, and you know, you just laugh. It's lovely. Before you know, you just form a narrative in your mind. Right? I know you're not saying anything because you watch it. Right? It looks okay, but before you know, it's just sexualizing women. Women become object of, you know, and all that. The man is doing something, the woman passes, he's confused, he falls, everybody laughs. And before you know, then the Lord says, no, no, it's okay. (laughs) That's fine. So, you must understand that as you keep walking with God, things do not have to be seen before God stops you from it. Right? I remember during the elections when the Lord said, it's okay. The monitoring work you have employed yourself to do is okay. So it's okay. I didn't call you to be INEC official. You know how we wear that time? Hi, your zombie. What of your zone? God says, okay. Go and read the Bible. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? So, certain things, I'm just saying that when, God, when we say God is warning you or cutting you, it does not necessarily have to be seen. You see, let me tell you something. There is a self-righteousness that comes in your life that you just feel, I'm okay, I'm reading the Bible, I'm going to church, I'm not a sinner. That makes God not to be able to talk to you. Because the more you walk with God, the higher your concentration Are you, are you following what I'm saying? There are words that will never come out of my mouth. I will never say them. Never. Yeah, I mean, and people can just say those words, I will never say them. Because your words are powerful. You know, I was telling, I was telling interesting, interesting stuff, very interesting. I was telling my wife, you, you know, yesterday I was, I was about to travel and I was just like, ah, do you know so, I mean, you know how you want to pack up and I'm like, where are all my stockings? And I was just looking I just said, I think I need to get some stockings. I just said that. You know, I got to my office this morning, and there was a bag there, and somebody just came, I'm like, ah, they, they said I should give you this. So it was a pack, a roll of stockings. So my wife was just saying, this was what we were thinking about yesterday. So imagine I was thinking <laughs> something negative. Do you understand? Because God will do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or imagine. Your asking and your imagination carries the same frequency in the realm of the spirit. Most times, your life are a product of what you're thinking. That's why you say, but I, I was thinking this thing. I was thinking I would not pass this exam. How were you not expecting to pass? Because that's your prayer. The greatest advantage the believer has is renewed mind. My mind is renewed. I cannot be defeated. I'm not a victim. And that's why I told you a lot of times in this church and we want to change that narrative. When you read the woman with the issue of blood, see yourself as Jesus. Don't see yourself with the woman with the issue of blood. When you read blind Bartimaeus, don't see yourself as blind Bartimaeus. See yourself as Jesus offering sights to the blind. Stop reading the scripture and see yourself as a victim. Everywhere there is trouble, that's the side you will enter. Are you still here? You know, these things also affect the way you dream. And I'll read it to you. The third reason, 
A third reason for dream is to keep our souls from the pit and from the sword. That's meant for destruction. Jeremiah 33, 18. When um, Jesus was to be killed by Herod, God warned Joseph in a dream and said, take the child and run. Hmm? Sometimes when temptation is coming ahead of you, you would have dreamt of it. Hmm? You'd have dreamt, you'd have seen it. For instance, just saying, you can see yourself going out with someone and you don't like that person. You say, ah, even in my dream, God forbid, they are warning you now, pride will not let you. Three years down the line, you realize, do you understand that? So you've got to pay attention there. Okay. So the word pit there is the Hebrew word shakat. C-H-A-C-H-A-T-H. It means a trap. A pit set for a person, for the, a, a pit set for a person's destruction, specifically something a person would fall into or be cut into. Right? That was shield there is pit. Right? Save you from the pit. A, a trap. So your dream saves you from setting traps. You've got to pay attention. Praise God. You've got to pay attention. God wants to guide you. God is committed to your life. Don't go through life without direction. Praise God. You know, um, I was traveling next year, so usually I attend one conference, you know, in a year, just, just to get fed and just, just, just to be blessed. And I had three conferences in mind. So I was thinking, which one should I go to? So I was just thinking about it. And, just, and then, you know, right on my inside, the Lord said, follow the trail of divine relationships. So one of the conference, there's a guy we, 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 we're building relationship with and everything. And I said, oh, okay. So uh, it's going to take place March next year. So I just told the guy, I'm, I'm going to attend this one in March. And then I was talking to another pastor friend of mine and he was like, you know what? We have our Bible school, graduation, Bible school in March and a second year anniversary in March. I wish you would be in this country at this particular time. I would have really loved you to speak at the Bible school and to preach in our anniversary. Guess what the month was? March. So it was very easy to set that, for, that, for me to just enter that door. So even though he hadn't said that, it showed that that was the meeting I should go to. And it's one line. Follow the trail of divine relationships. Most times we have made speaking in God so, um, hearing from God so mystical. You know, the man of God just comes to the pulpit. He's not smiling. He says, at about 4 a.m. today, an angel stood by my door. The angel was wearing white sandals, red necklace. And he called me by my native name. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I've come. You know, you, know, you see the way you are feeling already. Like... <laughs> This is not going to be an easy call. And you are expecting God to talk to you like that. God does not even talk to me like that. We make it look so mysterious. And by the time we make it so mysterious, you leave your direction for the pastor. So you just sit in church. What is God saying? I think, I think, yes sir, go deeper, papa. Mm. It's true, sir. What is true? Imagine if I'm the only one giving all of you directions. And you came this Sunday just waiting for me. Then I didn't call you. Say, don't worry, next Sunday they'll call my case. Are you a criminal? <laughs> What's your case? You're a child of God. My sheep hear my voice. The good shepherd is ahead of you. He leads you beside the still water. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Do you need any other prophecy? No. Someone walks up to you, can I speak to you? No, I'm fine. <laughs> but remember, I've taught on prophets and prophecy, right? We don't despise prophecy, but we're not looking for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're not going, oh, 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 talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> you don't even do that for God. That you are ashamed. The expectation you have for a man to see things about your life when you go and pray, you don't have that same expectation for God 
to speak to you. Shame on you. You have not been rightly taught. When you pray, you are praying quickly so that you can just quickly go so that they will see your case. And your case is always that there is coffee. The scripture says why. <laughs> Let me leave this before you know. Alright, come. Come follow me. You know if I start on this part, we won't finish today. Alright. What are all the other important purposes of dreams? You're a minister of the New Testament. You're a minister of life. Hallelujah. We give life. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright. So, God uses dreams. I need someone who is fast on the projector to get in there. So that we do this quickly. God gives dreams. Other purposes of dreams. Number one, to restrain evil. Genesis 23. Genesis 23. To restrain evil. This is to restrain evil. You know the story, right? Genesis 20 and verse 3, guys. Quick. To restrain evil. But God came to Abimelech in a dream of the night and said, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman who you have taken, for she is married. Okay? To restrain Abimelech from evil. Number, the next number, number two, to reveal God's will. Genesis 28, 11 to 22. To reveal God's will. Right? That's when um, the Lord spoke to Jacob. So God uses dream to reveal dreams. To encourage, to encourage. Judges chapter 7, verse 13 to 15. Judges chapter 7, verse 13 to 15. So maybe you just write the scriptures down, go back, study them. This was when uh, Gideon was afraid, and then, you know, the enemy had a dream about a loaf of bread that was tumbling into the camp of the Midian. And the interpretation was that was Gideon. Alright? So you see, uh, because I want to get into interpretation, interpretation is important. When the guy had this dream, he got it right that that loaf of bread was Gideon. To encourage, to reveal the future. God can use dreams to reveal the future. Genesis 37, verse 5 to 10. God can use dreams to reveal the future. Then also, God can use dreams... Am I too fast? Are we good? Alright. To reveal God's will, Genesis 28, verse 11 to 22. To encourage, Judges 7, 13 to 15. Okay? So you can get the message again and complete your notes. To reveal the future, Genesis 37, 5 to 10. Then to instruct, Matthew 1, 20. Let me have Matthew 1, 20. To instruct. God can use dreams to give you instructions. Okay? God can use dreams to give you instructions. But when he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Just give you instructions. Don't worry, you can go ahead with that. Okay? To warn, Matthew 2.12, to warn. God can use dreams to warn you. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. God warned them. God warned them. So God can use dreams to warn you. So God can use dreams to restrain from evil, to reveal God's will, to encourage, to reveal the future, to instruct, to win. To warn, sorry. God will use dreams to reveal to the dreamer things of the spirit that will not be seen by the natural eyes. Okay, so I just wanted to put that quickly. I want to get into interpretation. So let's look at interpretation. First of all, you must understand that dreams are coded spiritual languages. Okay, now there are certain dreams, like I told you the three types of dreams. There are certain dreams that are just simple. For instance, in Acts, when and Paul had that vision, dreams and visions, right? When Paul had that vision and said, come over to Macedonia, that doesn't need interpretation. It's straight. There is no symbol in that dream. Then I just shared my dream with you of, you know, I was eating this fruit and then police came and arrested me. That's symbolic. So that has to be interpreted. Okay? That has to be interpreted. So interpretation of dream is very important. It's very important. The symbols contained in your dream would be personalized to you because that once... Because one thing in your dream can mean something else to someone else. So, God will use your, your job, the things you're familiar with, to give you a dream. The truth of the matter is, in the, well, this is, this is, this is a personal statement, not, not a biblical statement. This is personal. This is me. I believe that in the New Testament, God doesn't really give complex dreams. Because we already have the inward witness. Okay? So that's, 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 that's what I believe. So most of your dreams are going to be very easily relatable. If you would listen to this teaching again, 
and pay some more attention to it, you realize that it will be easy to just pick up your dreams. I, um, one of our uh, sisters sent a dream to me, and, and I listened to it, and I gave her an interpretation, and she said, that was what I was feeling too. I said, that's it. That's it. Right? It, 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 it should be that way. You know, sometimes as Mary shares a dream with me and I interpret, she's like, eh. I said, okay, don't worry. There's no pressure. I'm not Joseph. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean I will get every interpretation right. You still have to listen to the inward. It's as many as are led by the Spirit of God that are the sons of God, not as many as are led by dreams. Are, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? But we need to put context to this. Okay, so let's go to Genesis chapter 40. In Genesis chapter 40 and 41, two dreams were there. But let's go to Genesis chapter 40 and look at the interpretation. Genesis chapter 40. Let's go to verse 5. The cupbearer and the baker for the king of Egypt, who were confined in a jail, both had a dream the same night. Right? Next phrase, very important. Everybody look at this. Each man with his own dream and each dream with its own... Don't miss that. Each man has his own dream. And each dream with his what? Own interpretation. So, dreams are personalized. Interpretations are personalized. Very important. So, two, two of your kids can have dreams, right? Related dreams, even with the same symbol, it doesn't mean the meaning is the same to both of them. Each dream has its own interpretation. Okay, all right. So, we know that dreams use symbols. So, let's go to verse 9 of that because of time. So, okay, so verse 8. They said to him, we have, we have had a dream and there is no one to interpret it. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell it to me, please. But do you realize that actually, <clears throat> you know, people, people say this, people say this, but... Uh, well, let me say, I haven't studied up to the level where they are saying it from. But people say Joseph had the gift of interpretation of dreams. But the truth of the matter is, we do not find anywhere where Joseph actually had the gift of the interpretation of dreams. Right. I know that's how we're taught in Sunday school. It's true. But Joseph had a walk with God that gave him access to God who interpreted dreams. Because same thing with Daniel. Right? So because these people had a walk with God... And Joseph says, interpretations belong to God. Okay, let me, let, me, let me tell you this. Remember when Daniel had that dream, the, the king had that dream, and Daniel said, give us time. Right? When he said, give us time, if he had the gift, he could have just said, yeah, tell me the dream. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. This is what it means. This is what it means. No, he said, give us time. What happened? The man called his wife and said, let's pray. If we don't have the interpretation, they will kill us. You know those kings in those days, there's no human rights, there's no Twitter. They will just kill you and hang you there, and nobody will say anything. So they had to pray. And God had to give them the interpretation. I don't want you to miss this line. Do not interpretations belong to God. So before you run around with your dream, why don't you just go straight to God first? And say, Lord, I had this dream. I don't have a clue what it means. Can you speak to me about it? Rest. If you dream today, you must not interpret it today. Relax. The way you spend money is the way some of you want to interpret dreams. So you are in the bus. You are telling driver, I dream of... You are <laughs> No, relax. Relax. If you dream a lot, have a dream journal. You don't even need a dream journal now. You have a voice recorder. Just get up. Record your dream. Record it and just put it. And just leave it. You know, I have... I have, I have a folder in my iPad here, it's in all my systems, all the prophetic words that I think are very genuine that have spoken over my life, all the words I hear. You know, once in a while I just go through them and I see words that the Lord has spoken to me 10 years ago just coming to pass. Right? Have a meeting in the U.S. over the weekend. And um, one of my trusted brothers who is a prophet 
you know, just sent me a word. He said, well, I was praying. The Lord told me, now you're going to the U.S. You're praying to black people, but the time will come when it's the whites that will reach out to you. And I know he told me about ministry in the U.S. four years ago when I didn't even have a visa. But it was there, so I told him, yeah, I believe this one because this was what you said four years ago at so-so-so time at so-so-so place. And how did this prophecy come? Just WhatsApp chat. It wasn't, thus say the Lord, I am hearing I am seeing you. I am seeing S. I am seeing A. <laughs> Relax. This is your life. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It's the drama that makes you feel you are not hearing God. God is even speaking to you more clearly than some people. But when it's shrouded in mystery, when it looks like it's, it's one special thing, see, God wants this thing common. He wants his children built up. Because you know what? For every area of your life, you would require direction. And of course, you know, I'm not, putting, I'm, not put, I'm not casting that out of the window. I'm just saying that for saints to be matured, we need to remove the mysteries around these things. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? Alright. So let's, let's, let's look at this interpretation. Verse 9. So the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, there was a vine in front of me. And on the vine there were three branches. And as it was budding, it blossomed, its blossoms came out, and its cluster produced ripe grapes. Now Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. So I took the grapes and squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Now, pause. If you were the one who had this dream, how will you interpret it? <laughs> Okay, then Joseph said, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Can you see? But you know that without us reading the Bible, three branches, three days, it didn't cross your mind. I like the way you're shaking your head. That is a lie. That's it. So that's the, that's the thing. That's where people miss it. Are you following that now? So he said, the three branches speaks of three days. Okay. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your office and you will put Pharaoh's cup into his hand according to your former custom when you were his cup bearer. This is what made me to laugh. <laughs> you know, he asks for, only keep me in mind when it goes well with you and please do me a kindness by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. You know, when you read of Joseph, you just think that the man so followed God, the man had faith, the man believed God. The guy was, was, was look at him here. The guy would say, you see, I've interpreted your dream now. Guy, remember, you can be my destiny helper. When things happen, mention, when you read these Bible stories, I've told you, read them like they are human beings like you. You know the way you beg people, that when it has happened for you, not forget also. That's the way Joseph... But they forgot him. What should you learn from this story? Don't beg anybody to remember you. Because some of the things you people call networking is begging. I know you have gone to motivational <laughs> seminar. Eh? Network, 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 network. Relax. Relax. So that you will not network yourself out of the will of God. Stay with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See there. Only keep me in your mind when it goes. You know they forgot him. For two years. Oh yes, they did. <laughs> ah. And that's why the scripture put it there. So you will not think that it was the remembrance of this guy that brought him out. Let me read it to you first so that you you see. Verse 23. Yet the chief Bearer did not remember Joseph but forgot him. This is supernatural forgetfulness. Because this dream was in three days. Listen to me. You cannot forget. Do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot forget a man who interpreted a dream that took you out of prison in three days. When you beg people too much, God will aid them to forget you supernaturally. That is... <laughs> so the best thing for them not to forget you, don't bother people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That one is extra lesson. Let's go back to interpretation of dream. 
Now, this is interesting. So he began to say his story, verse 15. <laughs> For I was in fact kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews. And even here, I've done nothing that they should have put me into dungeon. <laughs> oh, Joseph. Interesting. The man said I was kidnapped. You think it's Niger Delta people that started kidnapping? In Genesis chapter 40, your brothers had already kidnapped someone. Alright. This is interesting. Verse 16. When the chief baker saw that he had interpreted favorably, so when he saw that that interpretation was nice, Remember what we read. Each dream with his own word, interpretation. Uh-huh. The guy heard. Ah! So he thought, I, I also have one, sir. I have one dream. But his own was bad. Let's read. <laughs> when the chief baker saw that he had interpreted favorably, he said to Joseph, I also saw in my dream, and behold, there were three baskets of white bread on my head. And in the top of the basket, there were some of all sorts of baked food for Pharaoh. And the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. How many of you think this is a nice thing? <laughs> Without reading the next verse. And that's why you have to be careful when you interpret people's dreams. If Joseph had not had a walk with God, he would interpret this dream positively. Because there's nothing negative here. I mean, come on. Do you think there's anything negative here? No. I mean, you have all kinds of food on your head. Birds are eating from the tray on your head. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a good picturesque sight. Until interpretation showed up. Then, then Joseph answered and said, this is its interpretation. The three baskets are three days. Now pay attention here. Pay attention here. For the first guy, Three days were three branches. For this guy, three baskets meant what? So you cannot say basket means days. This is where people get dreams interpretation wrong. They take one symbol and run it across all dreams. It is wrong. Because three days here based on this man's job was different. Are you following this now? So, let me, let me say this now. You might see shoe in your dream and it means something to you. And this man sees shoes and it means something differently. If you carry your shoe and give him, is <laughs> wrong. Alright, so let's go on. So, he said, three baskets are three days. Alright? It's like when Peter had that dream when God said kill and eat and he saw unclean animals if we interpreted that today we say it's demonic spirit they would, they would call apostle for deliverance so. say what did you see say I saw reptile unclean animals in your dream say it's altars of your father's house meanwhile unclean animals was referring to Cornelius Gentiles who had not heard the gospel the first man to eat in the dream that God told to eat in dream was Peter but they tell you when you eat in the dream, it's attack. Sometimes it's hunger. <laughs> hmm? They'll give you food at night. I don't want to eat. I don't like indomie. I don't like spaghetti. I don't like chicken. You now go to bed at night. Then you now find yourself in Chicken Republic. <laughs> For some of you, because you eat only, that's the only place you can pay. God Almighty. <laughs> All right. Then Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation. The three baskets are three days. What's the next one? Verse 19. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from you and will hang you on the tree. And the beds will eat your flesh off you. If I was the guy, I would have said, No, that was not the dream. So you saw, now you saw something here. Pay attention. I've always told you, nothing in the Bible was written just for the sake of it. You saw here that he said something. Because he felt the interpretation was favorable, he now shared his dream. So you realize that our mind has a lot. That's why God wants to give you these things personally. Okay? So, because of time, right? 
Let's Genesis 40, 41. You know the story of Joseph, the seven lean cows and the fat cows, right? And all of that that played out. And the cows spoke of years of abundance, right? So the truth of the matter is, God, if you are a medical doctor, you will, the tendency of seeing a lot of medical things around your dreams is high. God uses what you are involved in to give you dreams. That's very important. God communicates to you. See, let me, let me put it this way to help you. God wants you to know him and understand him. So he's not trying to make things difficult for you. He wants to communicate with you. He wants to reach out to you. So he will speak to you in a language you do what? You understand. God is not hiding himself from you. God wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. Right? Just like when we had the prophecy um, class on Wednesday and then we, we, had, we, we just did you know, practicals and we just asked people, well, pray and see what the Lord was putting in your heart for people. Man, I mean, and you could see some people were afraid and some, you know, and some people felt this was just my mind. And like, no, it's not your mind, it's God. Right? And you see, on Wednesday it was easy. For, for some people it was the first time. I mean, um, one, one of our um, folks shared with me, you know, just, just in the heart, just felt talking to someone else, if the, if the person has been considering sending things around ministry, and basically, yes. I mean, that was accurate. And we just spent five minutes in class, just in, in church, talking <laughs> about prophecy. Right? How many of you saw how easy it was on Wednesday to just work in the gift of the Spirit? Praise the name of the Lord. Alright. So, let me just say this quickly. My time is really fast. Your dreams will be in the sphere of what you're doing. Do not undo what Christ has done in your dream interpretation. Don't now interpret a dream where, you know, the devil is overpowering you. Christ has given you victory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, and I've told you many times, when you are negatively taught... All your dreams will be negative. And I'm going to read a scripture to you now. Why the greatest thing you must do is to renew your mind. Hmm? Walk on your mind. Renew your mind. Believe who you are in Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. A God-given dream that repeats itself would be a matter of urgency. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, maybe I'll pick up this dream interpretation in another series and kind of like spend time with it and share a couple of symbols with you from scripture what they meant. But let's just go to... So let me just say this, right? Let me just say this. Find anywhere I can land. Let me say this. Ensure that you watch your sleeping hours. What you do before you go to bed is very important. It's going to play a lot. Hmm? That's why... When you are not married, and the last thing you do before you go to bed is you are calling your fiancé. Hello, I miss you. Oh, oh, I wish you were here. Weather for two, I wish you were here. There is no how you will not misbehave in the night. That's your last. Are you sharing what I'm saying? Some of you will watch horror movies. Even as you are watching the film, you are afraid. You have covered yourself. You are using your eye to watch the film. Then in the night, you are jumping from upstairs to upstairs, from upstairs to upstairs. Why are you punishing yourself? Eh? Some of you that are married, the last thing you do before you go to bed is to quarrel over bed sheets. I said, change this bed sheet. I don't like repeating instruction. It's okay. Don't change it. Leave it. Don't change it. This one sleeps and face this side. That one sleeps and then you are in the midst of war. In the night, you are a military general with guns. You are shooting. <laughs> you wake up tired. Why are you punishing yourself? Huh? Relax. Tell yourself, I will relax. This quarry will pick it up 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Go to bed peacefully. Because all through the night, you will fight war. You realize that as that war is ending, you just hear boom, you are running again. You, you, it's unnecessary punishment. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you watch, watch your thoughts. And let me show you scriptures. I'm not just talking. Matthew one twenty, quickly. Matthew one twenty. <laughs> you know, I, I read it to you in Isaiah, right? It says, as, a, as, as like a hungry man that eats in the dream. And when he wakes up, there's no food. Hunger has made him to eat. Say, but when he had considered this, or when he had thought on this, if you look at Matthew, that's when um, Mary said she was pregnant. But when he had considered, when he had thought on this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. He thought on it. Should I let this girl go? How did this girl get pregnant? Those thoughts informed the dream. So if it was, if, 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 if he had had some thoughts and the angel of the Lord did not intervene, the enemy can use those thoughts to influence him. Or his soul can generate dreams. Remember from what we've been teaching. So what do you think about? What do you do before you go to bed? Why don't you just put some worship music, just some messages going on? How many of you have experienced a case where you are listening to a message and you go to bed and it's like you are in a church service and the message is still playing? How many of you have had that experience? You can, you can create that atmosphere. Eh? Some more, some, they are not here, they didn't come to church today. But let me just say it so that you can tell them. Some people, why your dream is scattered is your room. They, they didn't come to church. That's what I said. <laughs> Just look straight. Your room is scattered. So by the time you sleep, you are in like a, where a volcano has passed through. So your dreams are like that. That's why you know sometimes when they take you to say to environment, say, my, my sleep was so peaceful. Oh, it's not that it was peaceful. It's your house that is scattered. Are you hearing what I'm saying? These little irritations get into your spirit. Because your spirit and your soul do not sleep. So you pick up quarrels from work. That's why some of you, when people are owing you, even in the dream, you go and ask for the money. Do you remember that shaking head? It's like you have asked for somebody. <laughs> He's just shaking his head. Yes, it's true. The man has gone to collect his money in the dream. It's like that. So it's, it's, this is just life. Do you understand? The Bible is not mysterious. It's life. So, which means that you can actually determine your dreams. You can set a stage for right dreams. Daniel 2.29. There's just two more scriptures. Daniel 2.29. Is somebody getting blessed here? Alright. As for you, O king, why on your bed... Your thoughts, look at this, while on your bed, your thoughts turn to what will take place in the future. And he who reveals mysteries has made known to you what will take place. He says, while you were on your bed, you were thinking of what will happen in the future. He says, that thought was why that dream came. So while you are on your bed, what you think will influence your dream. That's why if you don't like someone, there is no how you will not fight with that person in the dream. There is no how. And that's why you see sometimes when people dream, they say, oh, uh, pastor, you know, uh, papa appeared to me in the dream uh, and he prayed for me. You see, it's like that. Because you already respect that man of God, you honor that man of God, you're going to just see that man of God come minister to you. But let me tell you something. That same man who came to minister to you, if you get offended with that pastor, Right? If you dream again, you discover that you are fighting him. So it tells you that the condition of your mind is very important. And that's why the greatest thing about dreams is not the dream that will come. is renewing your mind. That's the greatest thing. Alright? Okay. So, Proverbs 3.24. Let's just do Proverbs 3.24 then titles then we can close. Proverbs 3.24. Are you blessed this morning? When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Try to get sweet sleep. <laughs> Don't get fear when you lie down. It will cause nightmares. Hmm? That's why walking in love is the greatest asset of the child of God. Learning to forgive. The, let, let, your, let the sun not go down your hand. You know, the people who pride in how long they have not forgiven. You say your case is your case is there's somebody in 1947. Your is 1999, and I'm looking at you. Ten years I've not spoken to that person. You are a small child in this matter, and you're boasting 
in your longevity of keeping malice. I don't believe for the child of God there's nothing like you can forgive but not forget. It's carnality. You can forget if you choose to forget. But every time the thought comes to my mind, that spiritual warfare, cast it down with your mind and with your mouth. Okay, Titus 1.15. Titus chapter 1 and verse 15. So the pure... Come on, somebody. Let's read. Everybody, loud and clear. To the pure, but to those who are defied and unbelieving, but both their mind and their conscience are what? See this scripture. Go and think on it. If you are thinking altars from your father's house, generational causes, near success syndrome, you know, in this generation, we have given more beautiful names to demons. Hmm? Uh, destinies, <laughs> destinies and Masalta. Whatever you want to call, if your mind is defied, there is no dream you will get that will be pure. As I'm telling you here now, if I eat in the dream and I get up, I will go and drink water. <laughs> I say, Lord, whatever I've eaten, let it be permanent. <laughs> will you pray? No. Will uh, something happen to you? And sir, but every time I finish eating, when I go to the store, I don't sell. No problem. Next time, tell yourself, anytime I eat, I will sell. I told you of a lady who early days when we started, came to me and said, Pastor, I'm always eating the dream. And something will happen. I gave her water to drink. So when people finish eating, they drink water. And they go about their day. She was delivered. Another one came and said, they are always pursuing me in the dream. I said, no problem. The reason is that you are running in the wrong direction. Next time, when they are pursuing you, don't run like this. Turn. <laughs> Pursue them. No prayer. Hey, sir, but is this not spiritual? What I've said now, is it canal? <laughs> what I said now, does it look like I'm joking? I'm telling you. Why are you running? You're not the victim here. The greater one is on the inside of you. If that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, it will keep quicken your mortal body. That spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is in you. It wasn't putting you to run away from anything. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So go to work on your mind. And if you dream anything that's, that shouldn't be, you take authority over it. Say, in the name of Jesus, this is not coming to pass. I rebuke it. It's not happening. That's all. Don't make, don't now make a case out of it. Why is it that when you dream that you ate in the dream, things go bad, and that you bought car in the dream? You have been dreaming that you bought car for 10 years. You have not bought a bicycle. Is it, is it because it's simple? You see, when you come out of that dream and you say you bought a car, you will laugh. <laughs> I bought a car in the dream with this well, uh, this uh, Tinubu administration. You don't believe. Right? But immediately you see that one small girl, small girl, is chasing you in the dream. You have sent prayer requests. Uh, brothers, please, it's not easy. I'm in, this, I'm in this battle. You know, your mother is praying. Your father is praying. Online prayer. You are following 7 o'clock night. For a small girl like this. You see, the energy you are putting to prevent that race that that girl was pursuing you is more faith. If you had done that for the car, you would have bought a car. That's to tell you that we are trained to believe that evil will happen quicker than good. And it's a bad training. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You dream now that someone slapped you. The prayer, you, you would get up. Say, they are not sleeping tonight. It's warfare. No, who is that? What, what are you bouncing about for now? What are you bouncing? Then you now dreamt that you were giving money. I wake up. I pray, oh, pray that it comes to pass. Oh God, whatever you want to do. Can you see? So to the pure, all things are pure. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. 
We ask that you cause this truth to be engraved in our hearts. We pray that you will shine greater lights and greater understanding where dreams, visions, and revelations are concerned. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed? All right. Hallelujah. Okay, so we, we have a dedication this morning. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.